Are you looking for more excitement than you can find on the comic book shelves? Then head over to HoundComics.com. At Hound Comics, you can choose from comic titles like Average Joe, The Revival, and Brimstone in the Border Hounds. Featuring and created by celebrity founder and CEO, Brimstone. And don't forget to head over to the official Hound store where you can buy comics for adults and kids alike. Also at the Hound store, you can get barbecue sauce with titles like Awesome Sauce and Cherry Bomb. And seasonings like Your Bacon Me Crazy and Dust from Hell. So if you're looking for some comics that are finger licking good, head over to HoundComics.com. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candair, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and I am totally alone here in the studio right now, or what's left of the studio anyway. It's pretty much just me, computer, microphone, and a mixer. And after this recording, I'm going to pack it all up and uh, send it off to our new location, our new studio we're moving to. So, since we're taking the week off, we're going to give you the next three installments of the Superman radio show that we've been uh, giving out every time we take a day off. So today we'll get the next three episodes in the series. Episode number seven, Yellow Mask Steals Fuel for Atomic Beam. Episode number eight, Threat to the Plane. And episode number nine, Fire in the Sterling Building. Now if you move backwards in the Candare episodes, back to episode 73 and to episode 82, you can listen to the first six episodes of the Superman radio show and listen to them in a chronological order. And I guess that's really about all there is to say, so let's just jump right into episodes 7, 8, and 9 of the 1940s Superman radio show. Presenting Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman. Amazing, mysterious figure in blue costume and red cape who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. We last saw Superman streaking through the evening sky toward the laboratory of Dr. Sven Dahlgren in an effort to foil the plans of the Yellow Mask. It is some time after four. On the stroke of six, the Daily Planet, its building, its presses, and its staff will be blown to fragments unless Superman can solve the plot in the short time that remains. As Superman wings his way over the dimly glowing city, Lois Lane, the Daily Planet's girl reporter, is already at Dr. Dahlgren's laboratory, interviewing the scientist on the loss of his newly invented atomic beam, which the yellow mask has stolen. But even as the scientist and the girl sit talking, hidden eyes are watching them, and unheard voices pass and repass on an unseen secret relay. Listen.
to my great relief, Miss Lane, after calling your newspaper, I discovered that this demented individual who had stolen my atomic beam machine had stolen nothing but a box of wires and rheostats, utterly useless to him. What do you mean? Well, the machine cannot operate unless it is loaded with atomic cylinders, small steel capsules containing the energy necessary to work the beam. I recalled that I had placed only two of the cylinders in the machine to demonstrate it, and both were fired. But you have other cylinders, haven't you? Oh, yes, but they're well protected. Look in there. What do you see? What? Well, seems to be a sort of inner room. And what is at the extreme end? Well, let me look. Why, it's a safe. A huge safe built into the wall. And in that safe are a dozen atomic cylinders and a duplicate of the stolen machine. You had two machines? Oh, yes, a new one and an old one. That madman stole the new one. But never mind. Keep looking, Miss Lane. What do you see now? What? Why, there are two doors rolling right out of the wall. Exactly. Massive steel doors, Miss Lane, which cut off every part of the laboratory. The pair that you're looking at cut off the strong room. Now they roll back again. What made them open? Ah, I did something. You didn't see what, eh? Good, that's part of the secret. Oh, Dr. Dahlgren, this will certainly make a story. Now, tell me about the machine, the atomic beam. Why do you think it was stolen? Miss Lane, if I were a man gone mad with lust for power, determined to dominate the entire world, I could ask for no greater weapon than the Dahlgren atomic beam. Good heavens, do you really mean that? I do. That is why my secret will never be published unless I am assured the atomic beam can be used to benefit humanity and not destroy it. Can you tell me how the machine works, Dr. Dahlgren? Why, yes. The Dahlgren atomic beam, Ms. Lane, is based on the almost limitless power of atomic energy. In the first place... Ought to be getting there now. Deserted part of town, all right. Oh, I think I see a car. That's it. Lois's car, parked at the curb. I'll drop down on the roof, slip downstairs, and enter Dahlgren's house as Clark Kent, reporter. Down. Down. Down below. Huh, wait a minute. What's that? Coming through the wall. Nobody else could hear it, but I can. It's a voice. A voice traveling on a radio relay. Yes, this is the yellow mask. What now? This is Michael, reporting from the laboratory. No change. We are almost ready. Remember, when I give the signal, close the doors. No more now. The yellow mask. Somewhere near here. And Michael... Who's Michael? And if I have any luck, I may find out from Dahlgren. Yes, uh, Dr. Dahlgren, I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Oh, yes, yes, come in, Mr. Kent. My man must be busy. Thanks. Uh, you were talking to Mr. White, my editor, and something happened to the line. We were cut off. So I came right down to find out what you wanted to say. It, it may be important. Oh, hi, Miss Lane. Well, Mr. Star Reporter, couldn't you find anything to do but come and horn in on my story? Well, I see your old friend. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. This came up just after you left. Dr. Dahlgren, the Daily Planet has received a very dangerous threat from an unknown source. A threat, Mr. Kent? What kind of a threat? An escaped lunatic, Doctor. Someone who threatens to blow up the entire works at 6 o'clock tonight. Doctor... The man who broke in here and made off with your invention, 
You told my editor he said something about destroying a newspaper. You remember what it was? I remember quite well, Mr. Kent. He had picked up the machine, my new model of the atomic beam, and as he held me under his gun, he said, First, I shall destroy the building which houses one of your great newspapers. Dr. Dawkins. Did he mean the planet? Well, my dear Miss Lane, I haven't any idea which... Tell me, Doctor. Could he make good that threat against the newspaper? Mr. Kent, he could make good that threat against the world. And we have one hour or less to run him down. Well, I wouldn't worry, Mr. Kent. Not worry? Fortunately, as I have already explained to Miss Lane, and as I tried to tell your editor before we were cut off, the model which was stolen will not work. Well, Dr. Dahlgren, what do you mean? Just this. By a lucky chance, the stolen machine was not loaded with the cylinders necessary to make it work. Well, well then, then you mean the newspaper's safe. It won't be blown up. Not by the Dahlgren atomic beam. Uh, wait, I will point out what I mean. Oh, just a second, Dr. Dahlgren. I'd like to ask you a question. Certainly, Mr. Kent. Is your name Michael? Or is there anyone in this house whose name is Michael? Why, yes. Why do you ask that? Don't you like the name Michael, Mr. Kent? Who is it, Doctor? Michael is the name of my servant. Why, Mr. Kent? Nothing. I I merely wondered. Uh, you were going to show us your invention, Dr. Dahlgren. Oh, yes, yes, to be sure. If you'll excuse me for a moment. No, 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 stay right where you are. I'll get it out of the safe and bring it here. Well, are your worries about being blown sky high quite late to rest, Mr. Kent? You thought the paper would be blown up tonight, didn't you? You know I did. And yet you take the first chance you get to run out like a rat and leave what? the rest of them there to face whatever happens. Or Oh, now, look here. Mr. White sent me out on this assignment. Yeah, I bet he didn't have to urge you much. Oh, don't think that about me, Lois, please. I can stand freshness and amazing luck and even boasting, but not cowardice, Mr. Kent. What are you doing? I'm telephoning the office. Hello, operator. Operator! Have you forgotten the phone's out of order? Oh, thought they might have fixed it. They haven't. Well? That wire... It goes through a conduit into the next room, and it's slack, loose. It comes away in my hand. Look! What? Lois, that wire was cut, cut off clean by someone in this house, while Dr. Dahlgren was talking to Mr. White, by someone who didn't want Dahlgren to reveal any information. Well, don't stand there like that. What do you think it means? It means the thief knows that model won't work. He's found it out. Oh, where is Dr. Dahlgren? What's taking him so long? Oh, Kent, the doors! The doors! What doors? What are they doing? Oh, the doors, they lead into the other rooms, and Dr. Dahlgren's inside. Oh, love it. Maybe he did it himself. Oh, Doctor! Dr. Dahlgren! Are you all right? Dr. Dahlgren! What are you doing? Let go of me! Get away from that safe, Michael! Michael! Oh, Kent! Someone's in there with him. Something's wrong. Oh, Kent, do something! Just stand there. Well, I, I, I can't. There's nothing I can do. Look out! Look out! An explosion inside that room. Dynamite or nitroglycerin. Lois, Lois, are you all right? I'm all right. Just stand. Now, Lois, run down and bring the police. Phone the paper, quick. What are you going to do? I'll stay here. Maybe I can get in there. Go on, now run. I'll be back, Kent. Wait for me. I think it's time Superman took a hand. Clark Kent could never get through those steel doors. I had to get Lois out first, though. Now then. There they go. Almost through. They're springing out at the sides. 
I'll just grab hold of the edges and pull them out of the walls. Now. Ah. Ah. Doctor. Dr. Dahlgren. He's unconscious. And when he comes to, he'll see Clark Kent. Kent? Is that you? The safe. Look at the safe and, and the wall. They blew the safe and got out through a hole in the wall. Dr. Dahlgren, who was it? Could you see? I don't know. When I came in, they threw a cloth over my head. Kent, look. They came back. They found the machine wouldn't work. The cylinders were in the safe. Doctor, the safe. It's empty. Quite empty, gentlemen. The Dahlgren atomic beam will now be put to work. That voice. Who is it? Where is it coming from? It's a dictaphone outlet. Somewhere in the wall. I'll track it down. Save yourself the trouble, Mr. Kent. We are leaving immediately. It's half past five. You will remember what happens at six. The yellow mask does not break his word. Half an hour to go. Thirty flying minutes while mysterious planes drone high in the air over the office of the newspaper. Can Clark Kent or Superman find the yellow mask, recover the Dahlgren invention, save the Daily Planet, and meanwhile, what of Lois Lane? Tune in the next installment and follow the story. And now, Superman. Strange and amazing figure from another world who has come to Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. As our story opens today, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, reporter, is just where we left him. In the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren, bending over the reviving form of the scientist who has been stunned by the blowing open of his safe. Outside, a distant clock has just struck 5.30. Inside, Kent and the doctor stare at the empty safe, realizing that the steel cylinders necessary to operate the Dahlgren atomic beam have been stolen, and that the yellow mask can now make good his threat to blow the Daily Planet building to fragments on the dot of six. Lopez Lane has been sent to bring the police and warn the paper. Sirens wail as squad cars race toward the scene of the explosion. Meanwhile, the yellow mask himself watches grimly from a secret hiding place, waiting for the uproar to die down. Listen. So the sound of the explosion has brought the police like bees to a honeypot. Very well, I shall wait until I am ready to leave, and then all of the police in the city will not stop me. Are both cars waiting? Are ready when you give the word, Chief. Good. Who's this, Michael? Who's that with you? I got a visitor for you, Chief. You let me go. Put me down. That girl, where did she come from? She belongs to the fellow from the newspaper. After the explosion, she went for the cops. I seen her coming down the stairs, and I thought maybe we'd better hang on to her. Oh, you beast. Let me go. Excellent, Michael. Well done indeed. Put her in the second car with the machine. I won't go. Bring her to the airport, Michael. Put her in the plane. You heard what he said. Come along. Take it, Joe. I won't. Stop. Put me down. What'll you do with it, Chief? That young man Kent has annoyed us before. I shall take no chances this time. If he hinders my plans in the next half hour, he signs this girl's death warrant. Start up the car. And meanwhile... Back in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren. Oh, Kent, how did they know? 
Who told them when to come? To steal the cylinders? Yes. Uh, Dr. Dahlgren, you remember I asked you if there was anyone named Michael hereabouts? Yes, my servant. I've had him for years. Well, Michael betrayed you to the yellow mask. He had a dictaphone in every room of the laboratory and told them of every move you made. Michael did that? Where is he? I don't know. Probably following the mask. And that's where I'm going, too. No, Kent, don't leave me. Come back. Doctor, you'll be all right. The police are on the stairs right now. Sorry, I can't wait. What's the trouble? Uh, can't go down. It's got to be up. Maybe the next landing. Uh, this'll do it. Out of these clothes. <sighs> up for the window. What's the time? Where's that clock? Good thing I can see in the dark. Twenty-five minutes to six. Twenty-five minutes to find the yellow mask or else... I don't know. Not much time, but here we go. Up! Up! either going back to town or out to an airport. But first, I must warn White to clear the building just in case. Faster! Faster! Twenty-five minutes! What are the six? Oh, Lord, Lord. Where is Miss Lane? Where's Kent? City Rome, White. My friend. Mike, Miss Smith, place this call. Don't trouble yourself, Mr. White. You cannot stop me now, nor can Mr. Clark Kent. If he is there, tell him that Miss Lois Lane is with me. What? Lois Lane? You've got Lois? Miss Lane is my hostage in my plane. If you or Kent or anyone else interferes with me now, Miss Lane will leave my company without a parachute. Goodbye. No time. Oh, Lord, that devil means to drop Lois out of an airplane. Oh, Kent, is that you? Where have you been, Matt? Where have you been? Where have I been, Mr. White? Is Miss Lane here? Kent, just this second, a call came from the mask. He's got an airplane, and he's got Lois. What? It's true. Uh, what did you find out at Dalton's? Mr. White, it's bad. The mask got away with the atomic beam machine. He can wipe us out in a second. What? Well, where are you going? Call the nearest flying field, the one on the point. I can be there in eight minutes. Have them warm up a plane. You can't fly. What are you going to yes, do? I can, and I will. So long, Mr. White. I'm not running out on you. Kent, wait. It's our wait. only chance, and I'm taking it. If you don't hear from me by two minutes of, there's nothing we can do. All alone in the hall. Out of these clothes. No time for opening windows. Last chance, Mask. But Superman still has time. You can fly, so can I. I'll get to the field and take a plane myself. Faster! going to do with me? Just sit where you are, my dear Miss Lane, for the time being. What's the clock say, Michael? Five to six. Remove the cover from the atomic beam. Wait a minute. What's that behind us? Too dark to say for sure. Looks like another plane. Fools. Didn't believe me, eh? Well, they soon will. Look down, Michael, and tell me where we are. Over that Daily Planet building. Watch it, Michael. It will not be there long. Oh, you beast. Fiend, what are you going to do? Pay off a few scores, Miss Lane. All right, Michael. It works. The machine works. Now then, Michael, back over the planet building.
Any news from Kent? What's the time? Kent hasn't called in so far, Mr. White. Wait a minute. Hey, anybody got a call from Kent? No, nothing here. Not so far, Mr. White. All right, never mind that. What's the time? Well, you asked me that just a minute ago. I know I did. What's the time now? Miss Smith, what's the time? Three minutes to six, Mr. White. Three minutes of six. No time left now. There they are. Got to scare them off. All right, Mask. Here I come. Hey, Chief, that other plane's right behind us. Never mind the other plane. It's two minutes of six. Swing down over the Daily Planet building. All right. I got a bank and head back again. Here we go. Please observe, Miss Lane. Once again, the whine of the atomic generators. Oh, stop. You can't mean to do it. You won't. Hey, look, the other plane's right on our tail. I'll take care of that. Come here, Miss Lane. Oh, let me go. I told your friends what would happen if they got in my way now. Michael, release the door. It's open. Just throw the cap. Stop! Stop! I said if they came too close, I warned them. Come here, girl. No! No! Hey, Chief, watch out. He's going to crash. Too late. Out you go, Miss Lane. Out that door. There. Look out! Look out! Michael, down, down! Dive on the building! I'm throwing the switch on the atomic beam! Look out! Look out! He's right at top! There! I crashed the planes! Jump clear! That'll take care of the mask! The Lord, she's falling! Plunging down 2,000 feet! Got to catch her! Down! Down! 1,500! 1,000! 800! 500! 200. There she is. Now. Now. Got her. She's safe. Now up. Up and away. Whooping down, Superman saves Lois in the nick of time and bears her away to safety. Next morning, in the offices of the Daily Planet. Well, well, Lois. Come in. Sit down. That was quite an experience you had last night. I tell you, Mr. White, I don't understand it. They threw me out of the plane. I remember falling. That's all I do remember, clearly. Well, that's almost enough. I imagine we all owe our lives to your friend, Clark Kent. Clark Kent? <laughs> what did he do? Most amazing. At the very last minute, he went up in a plane, rammed the mask just as he was about to touch off that infernal machine, and came down by parachute, just as you did. As I did? Well, I don't remember any parachute. <laughs> you don't think you swam down, do you? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's all very hazy, but at the last minute, I seem to recall that a man appeared out of nowhere, just flying in the air. You probably saw the mask falling out of his plane. Oh, no, this wasn't that kind of a man. He wore a long red cape, and he just took me in his arms and carried me away. Oh, you're dreaming, Lois. Well, well, look who's here. Come in, Cat. Good morning, Mr. White. Good morning, Miss Lane. Oh, good morning. If you'll excuse me, Mr. White. I don't know what Miss Lane has against me. Oh, you mustn't mind her. Kent, I can't thank you enough for what you did. You saved all our lives. Oh, I was just lucky, Mr. White. Crashed the planes and came down by parachute. Oh, by the way, was anything left of the mask's plane? Nothing left of either the plane or the mask. Dr. Dahlgren's machine was ruined, too. Incidentally, he called earlier this morning to thank you and tell you that he's destroyed the duplicate of that machine and the plans for building it. He thought you'd approve. Oh, I do. It was much too dangerous a device in the hands of the wrong person. Oh, uh, say, Kent, uh, there's something been bothering me. Yes? Lois seems to think she was rescued by a man in a red cape, a superman who flew through the air. Now, you remember that Western story you covered? There were rumors about such a man, 
red cape flying through the air. Now, do you oh, think... it's too silly to talk about, Mr. White. I know, but... Uh... Hey, Mr. White, how about that fire on the Sterling Building? Yeah, what about it? I don't know, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what? Well, maybe I... Maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Sure, but if the fire department can't reach her, what do you think you can do? What does Clark Kent mean to do? Does he intend to assume the blue costume and red cape of Superman and attempt a daring rescue of the trapped girl in broad daylight? Does he dare reveal himself as Superman before the thousands of people watching the fire in the street below? What will happen? Tune in next time and find out. And now, Superman. As our story opens today, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, reporter, is just where we left him, in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren, bending over the reviving form of the scientist who has been stunned by the blowing open of his safe. Outside, a distant clock has just struck 5.30. Inside, Kent and the doctor stare at the empty safe, realizing that the steel cylinders necessary to operate the Dahlgren atomic beam have been stolen, and that the yellow mask can now make good his threat to blow the Daily Planet building to fragments on the dot of six. Lopez Lane has been sent to bring the police and warn the paper. Sirens wail as squad cars race toward the scene of the explosion. Meanwhile, the yellow mask himself watches grimly from a secret hiding place, waiting for the uproar to die down. Listen. So the sound of the explosion has brought the police like bees to a honeypot. Very well, I shall wait until I am ready to leave, and then all of the police in the city will not stop me. Are both cars waiting? Are ready when you give the word, Chief. Good. Who's this, Michael? Who's that with you? Yeah, I got a visitor for you, Chief. You let me go. Put me down. That girl, where did she come from? She belongs to the fellow from the newspaper. After the explosion, she went for the cops. I seen her coming down the stairs, and I thought maybe we'd better hang on to her. Oh, you beast. Let me go. Excellent, Michael. Well done indeed. Put her in the second car with the machine. I won't go. Bring her to the airport, Michael. Put her in the plane. You heard what he said. Come along. Take it, Joe. I won't. Stop. Put me down. Well, you do with it, Chief. That young man, Kent, has annoyed us before. I shall take no chances this time. If he hinders my plans in the next half hour, he signs this girl's death warrant. Start up the car. And meanwhile... Back in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren. Oh, Kent, how did they know? Who told them when to come? To steal the cylinders? Yes. Now, Dr. Dahlgren, you remember I asked you if there was anyone named Michael hereabouts? Yes, my servant. I've had him for years. Well, Michael betrayed you to the yellow mask. He had a dictaphone in every room of the laboratory and told them of every move you made. Michael did that? Where is he? I don't know. Probably following the mask. And that's where I'm going, too. No, Kent, don't leave me. Come back. Doctor, you'll be all right. The police are on the stairs right now. Sorry, I can't wait. Hey, what goes on in here? What's the trouble? Uh, can't go down. It's got to be up. Maybe the next landing. Uh, this will do it. Out of these clothes. <sighs> up for the window. What's the time? Where's that clock? Good thing I can see in the dark. Twenty-five minutes to six. Twenty-five minutes to find the yellow mask, or else... I don't know. 
Not much time, but here we go. Up! Up! One of two things. He's either going back to town or out to an airport. But first, I must warn White to clear the building just in case. Faster! Faster! Twenty-five minutes! Quarter to six. Oh, Lord, Lord. Where is Miss Lane? Where's Kent? City room. White. My friend, this is the yellow mask. Mike, Miss Smith, place this call. Don't trouble yourself, Mr. White. You cannot stop me now. Nor can Mr. Clark Kent. If he is there, tell him that Miss Lois Lane is with me. What? Lois Lane? You've got Lois? Miss Lane is my hostage in my plane. If you or Kent or anyone else interferes with me now, Miss Lane will leave my company without a parachute. Goodbye. Yes, Mr. White. We're tracing the call. I will let you know where. Oh, no time. Oh, Lord, that devil means to drop Lois out of an airplane. Oh, Kent, is that you? Where have you been, Matt? Where have you been? Where have I been, Mr. White? Is Miss Lane here? Kent, just this second, a call came from the mask. He's got an airplane, and he's got Lois. What? It's true. Uh, what did you find out at Dalton's? Mr. White, it's bad. The mask got away with the atomic beam machine. He can wipe us out in a second. What? Well, where are you going? Call the nearest flying field, the one on the point. I can be there in eight minutes. Have them warm up a plane. You can't fly. What are you going to yes, do? Yes, I can, and I will. So long, Mr. White. I'm not running out on you. Camp, wait. It's our wait. only chance, and I'm taking it. If you don't hear from me by two minutes of, there's nothing we can do. All alone in the hall. Out of these clothes. No time for opening windows. Chance, Mask. But Superman still has time. You can fly, so can I. I'll get to the field and take a plane myself. Faster! Faster! What are you going to do with me? Just sit where you are, my dear Miss Lane, for the time being. What's the clock say, Michael? Five to six. Remove the cover from the atomic beam. Wait a minute. What's that behind us? Too dark to say for sure. Looks like another plane. Fools. Didn't believe me, eh? Well, they soon will. Look down, Michael, and tell me where we are. Over that Daily Planet building. Watch it, Michael. It will not be there long. You beast. You fiend. What are you going to do? Pay off a few scores, Miss Lane. All right, Michael. It works. The machine works. Now then, Michael, back over the Planet building. Any news from Kent? What's the time? Kent hasn't called in so far, Mr. White. Wait a minute. Hey, anybody got a call from Kent? No, nothing here. Not so far, Mr. White. All right, never mind that. What's the time? Well, you asked me that just a minute ago. I know I did. What's the time now? Miss Smith, what's the time? Three minutes to six, Mr. White. Three minutes of six. No time left now. There they are. Got to scare them off. All right, Mask. Here I come. Hey, Chief, that other plane's right behind us. Never mind the other plane. It's two minutes of six. Swing down over the Daily Planet building. All right. I got a bank and head back again. Here we go. Please observe, Miss Lane. 
Once again, the whine of the atomic generators. Oh, stop. You can't mean to do it. You won't. Hey, look, you. Get a plane's right on our tail. I'll take care of that. Come here, Miss Lane. Oh, let me go. I told your friends what would happen if they got in my way now. Michael, release the door. It's open. Just throw the cap. Stop! Stop! I said if they came too close, I warned them. Come here, girl. No! No! Hey, Chief, watch out. He's going to crash. Too late. Out you go, Miss Lane. Out that door. There. Look out! Look out! Michael, down, down. Dive on the building. I'm throwing the switch on the atomic beam. Look out! Look out! There. I crashed the planes. Jump clear. That'll take care of the mask. The Lord, she's falling, plunging down 2,000 feet. Got to catch her. Down, down. 1,500, 1,000, 800, 500, 200. There she is. Now, now. Got her. She's safe. Now up, up, and away. Whooping down, Superman saves Lois in the nick of time and bears her away to safety. Next morning, in the offices of the Daily Planet... Well, well, Lois, come in, sit down. That was quite an experience you had last night. I tell you, Mr. White, I don't understand it. They threw me out of the plane, I remember falling. That's all I do remember, clearly. Well, that's almost enough. I imagine we all owe our lives to your friend, Clark Kent. Clark Kent? What did he do? Most amazing. At the very last minute, he went up in a plane, rammed the mask just as he was about to touch off that infernal machine, and came down by parachute, just as you did. As I did? I don't remember any parachute. (laughs) You don't think you swam down, do you? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's all very hazy, but at the last minute, I seem to recall that a man appeared out of nowhere, just flying in the air. You probably saw the mask falling out of his plane. Oh, no, this wasn't that kind of a man. Wore a long red cape, and he just took me in his arms and carried me away. Oh, you're dreaming, Lois. Well, well, look who's here. Come in, Cat. Good morning, Mr. White. Good morning, Miss Lane. Oh, good morning. If you'll excuse me, Mr. White. I don't know what Miss Lane has against me. Oh, you mustn't mind her. Kent, I can't thank you enough for what you did. You saved all our lives. Oh, I was just lucky, Mr. White. Crashed the planes and came down by parachute. Oh, by the way... Was anything left of the mask's plane? Nothing left of either the plane or the mask. Dr. Dahlgren's machine was ruined, too. Incidentally, he called earlier this morning to thank you and tell you that he's destroyed the duplicate of that machine and the plans for building it. He thought you'd approve. Oh, I do. It was much too dangerous a device in the hands of the wrong person. Oh, uh, say, Kent, uh, there's something been bothering me. Yes? Lois seems to think she was rescued by a man in a red cape, a superman who flew through the air. Now, you remember that Western story you covered? There were rumors about such a man, red cape, flying through the air. Now, do you oh, think... it's too that... silly to talk about, Mr. White. I know, but... Uh... Hey, Mr. White, about that fire in the Sterling building. Yeah, what about it? Uh, don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what? Well, maybe I... Maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Sure, but if the fire department can't reach her, what do you think you can do? What does Clark Kent mean to do? Does he intend to assume the blue costume and red cape of Superman and attempt a daring rescue of the trapped girl in broad daylight? Does he dare reveal himself as Superman before the thousands of people watching the fire in the street below? What will happen? Tune in next time and find out. In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, 
Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter, who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen. Hey, 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 Mr. White. What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah? What about it? Uh, don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what, Kent? Oh, maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Go ahead. But if the fire department can't reach her, why do you think you can? Listen, you ain't heard of half the chief. Hello, Miss Lane. What's all the excitement, Mike? Go on, Mike. Uh, wait. What about photographs? Who's up there? I'm going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the dope I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A fire bug. What? Who did it? Where, whereabouts in the building is it? Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it? Listen, give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up at the tower. North Star Mining Company. That's where the fire started. They think that's where the girl is. They think. Mr. White, we're wasting time. Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five minutes. <laughs> What's this? The store reporter turning fireman? Maybe he thinks he can save the girl. Come on, Galahad. Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for you. Clark Kent, scoops and life. Quit that, Lois. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything. Hey, there's a hook and ladder on the street right now. I must have found the another alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait till I grab my camera. We'll hop a cab. Come on. Turn that corner on two wheels. How you doing, Kent? Uh, I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. You can see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. Ought to get some swell shots. Top of that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dames, what's Lois Lane got against you? Uh, oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, you got to knock somebody off. Don't pick on cops. Why did she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. Just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. You ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just ask her. She's got a real study now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich. Hey, here we are. Hey, this'll do it, Eddie. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike. There's the fire chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you? Grab your hat, Ken. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Stretch your line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, chief. Do the chuckle any minute now. Keep your eye on it, Grogan. See if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey, here comes the press. Hello, chief. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. We've got our hands full. Lieutenant! Yeah? Don't let your men get too close in there. Now, just watch it. Okay. Yeah, Chief, about that trapped girl, is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? Oh, just get a couple of shots, Chief. Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire marshal. He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders! Bring that water tower to the first story. Take it fast. Take it another 
Hey, listen, Kent, what do you say? If we could get up in that building across the street, we'd have a swell angle, see? Good idea, Mike. There's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know won't hurt him. Come on, kid, this is going to be good. Mike, you go ahead up there. I'm going to call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send in another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that takes four alarms in this man's town. Uh -huh. Okay, kid, when you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. Right. City Row, White. Mr. White, this is Kent. Listen, the fire's terrific. Four alarms. Four alarms, eh? What's the chief say? He won't say anything. Too busy to talk. What about the fires being incendiary? Well, I haven't found the marshal yet. Mike and I just got here. I thought I'd better phone you and tell you about the four alarms. Right. Now, listen, Kent. Keep phoning me whenever anything happens. Mr. White, they expect the east wall to go down any second. Mike's got his camera set to watch it. You tell him not to take too big a chance. And that goes for you, too, Kent. Don't worry. I don't take many chances. So long, Mr. White. Oh, Kent. Wait, what about the girl? The one they said was trapped on the 20th floor. Well, Mr. White, I don't know. She was in the offices of the North Star Mining Company, but where she is now, I... Uh, look, I, I'd better get back. Well, go ahead. I'll wait for your call. Hey, get ready for plates on the Sterling Tower fire. Let it wall goes out of Mammoth Place. Hey, right here, Kent. Out on the balcony. Come on, watch your step. Mighty thick smoke here. Can't see a thing. Well, it's a tough spot, all right. But every once in a while it clears, and boy, do I get a shot. How about the wall? All set to go. I better get that hose line out of there. Hey, look. Look over there at the wall. Ain't that a crack? Look up there. Mike, you're right. I can see flames right through it. Look at the chief down there in the street. He sees it. He's calling his men back. Mike, what if it falls this way? It won't. What's the matter? Mike, look. High up. Up there above the ledge. Hey, hey, G. Kent. It's her. It's that girl. Up there on the 20th floor. Mike, she's managed to get to a window. What's she going to do? Do? She can't do nothing. Wait till I get her focus. Oh, never mind your camera. Call them down on the street. They can't see her. They don't know she's there. Hey, Chief. Hey. There, the girl at the window. It's no use, Kent. They don't hear you. They, you can't do nothing. Mike, look at her. You can see her at the window. She's trying to break the glass. That won't help her. Look, in there behind her. Flames. Watch it, Kent. Here comes the smoke. <coughs> Can't see. Where are you, Kent? Kent! Back on the balcony. Good thing that smoke came when it did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway. Up into the smoke. Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire-gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen. Flames. Hotter than a blast furnace. Hope she got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. Fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I can see her right through the door. If I wrap her in my cape, the heat won't get to her. Quick! 
I can't stand this. Help. Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We can't make it. Out the window. Onto the ledge. That crowd in the street. The wind has cleared the smoke. They'll surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. The wall, it's going. It's splitting. But not with us. We're away. Just in time. Watch that wall, Brogan. Get those men back. It's going any second. Hey, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension ladders won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look. Up in the sky. It's a man. Flying. No, it can't be. It is, or we're both crazy. Look. Look at him. The wall's going. Watch it. Back. Back. Everybody back. As one wall of the burning building collapses into the street, Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescued girl to safety, dropped down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief. Here she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt. Unconscious. She may be burned. We'll see. Aren't you a reporter, Kent? Yes, Chief. Deadly Planet. I'm with Mike. That's right, Chief. I know, but how did you happen to find this girl? Well, I, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her staggering out of the rear of the building. Oh, how in the world she ever got down from the 20th floor is a mystery. More than that, Kent, it's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that... That can't be. And me not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan. We both saw him. Is she all right, Doc? Probably won't come to for a while. Badly shocked. Wait. He's coming around. Oh, oh don't let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop them. Oh, let me go. Can't get this. Quiet. Stop. Stop. Don't dare. Catch them. Catch them. She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning. Wait, Doctor. What was she talking about? How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through with the stretcher. Gangway, please. Was it hysterical babbling, or has sudden unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Sterling Tower building? Who is this girl, and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th floor office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped? and caught. Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. All right, so there you have it. And again, you just listened to episodes 7, 8, and 9 of the 1940s Superman radio show. And if you go back to our episode, uh, 73 and 82, you can listen to the first six episodes in chronological order. Uh, don't forget to go to our website, uh, www.candairpodcast.com, and uh, see what Jack's got going on there. Uh, you can check out past episodes, actually listen to the show, movie trailers, see our wall of heroes, all kinds of cool stuff. 
And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And don't forget to check out our uh, new YouTube page where uh, you can check out unboxing videos from uh, Loot Crate, uh, TMNT Box. I think there's a Marvel uh, box unboxing on there. And Jack just a few days ago posted a new Loot Crate unboxing video for the uh, July Loot Crate. So there's all kinds of cool stuff you can get on there and check out. Uh, I think that about does it. So I'm going to quit talking and get off here and pack up the rest of this studio. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley and I thank you for listening. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Hey, Joey, why don't you come over here and spray paint your name on the wall? But I don't wanna. What are you, chicken? Hold on there, boys. Wow, it's Flint. Instead of writing your name, write cannedairpodcast.com and help spread the word. Well, that's a great idea. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?